Howdy, y'all. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. My name's not, this is not Richard Carey, but this is Beyond the Official Narrative. And it's Groundhog Day, February 2nd, 2024. And I'm Stephen Douglas White, and the resident thought criminal here at RBN, filling in for Mr. Carey tonight. And thanks for uh, asking me to do that, Richard. A salute to you. And um, I tried to work on a good evening, but you know, Richard's the master at that. And I have assembled a round table tonight uh, for uh, RBN's uh, listening pleasure. And we're going to, you know, toss things around a bit. Uh, before I get to introduce everybody, y'all, I want to remind you that RBN is listener supported. So if you can go and, and set up a monthly donation to help. Uh, RBN manage its budget better because this really, I mean, where else are you going to hear what you hear on RBN? It's, uh, it's just, I don't, I can't think of another place that's as good. There's some that, that are close, but not, not as good. And, and with that, let me introduce my panel tonight. I have first off uh, another RBN host, Mr. Dave Kopak from Red Pill Politics. Did I pronounce your last name correctly, sir? Pretty darn close, Copaz, but uh, thanks for the invite. It's great to be back on the show. Thanks for joining me, and I've been – we're going to get – I want to get to the – what you've been following here, too. That's the topic I wanted to bring up for us to start with. And also I have a a guest who RBN has heard often, Mr. Casey Whalen from northern Idaho. Casey, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me on again, Stephen. I appreciate it. Terrific. And also joining us from Kentucky, uh, somewhat frequent caller, Mr. Mike in Kentucky uh, from Moorhead, I believe, is where where you're located. Is that right, Mike? Well, near enough. I mean, yeah, yeah, close (laughs) enough, I guess. They've expanded the zip code from Moorhead outside the county. That's kind of odd. Is, uh, you know, it sounds like yeah. <laughs> this town I'm in Greer, South Carolina, it looks like a big. It's just been growing like a blob, just like you said. Ever since BMW came here, but that's a whole other. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. But I guess it does kind of link into what we were we were going to talk about. I wanted to talk about this stuff at the border, and and Dave, let me let me ask you to s- s- summarize the people that you were talking to who went down there and what the situation looks. Because I'm not in Texas, but this thing it's gone crazy. You know, it's just I, and and at the same time that's happening, y'all. I heard that we are now launching huge strikes. You know that they that did they ask us? You know they got our name on those bombs they're dropping, y'all. That's what the, that that over there too. That upset me a lot today. And and let me let me ask you to summarize that, Dave. And what do you think? Uh, th- how do you think things stand? And and what do the fellows you've talked to say? Uh, well, I think um, first, I think we got to establish a, a context, a backdrop here in which this event's taken place. And I think we can probably all admit that this nation is a good rolling boil right now. I mean, there's a lot to be angry about. Uh, but I don't think there's any more pressing than uh, the invasion at the border. And I myself, personally, I, at this point, I have no qualms calling this treason. This is one of the uh, few things the federal government is supposed to make sure that they do is uh, secure our borders. And they've actually done the opposite. But, in, you know, within the backdrop, we've got a nation that's on an emotional high. People are angry. People are scared. Emotions are on high. We're at a good rolling boil on a number of different things. I wish we could just say that just the illegal aliens is the only problem, but our dollar is in free fall. 
uh, private property is under attack. Uh, we're about to fall into a digital currency uh, in, in social score. So there's a lot going on. Um, the group that um, I guess they, you know, they're kind of the spark in the powder shed, I guess, if you will, uh, that started this up. Uh, they've done a very good job. I want to give credit to the organizers is that they had the, the forethought enough to make sure that they didn't leave voids out there for our enemies and detractors uh, to define what they're doing. Okay, because if you don't define yourself, your enemies and the prostitutes will. So they've done a good job at defining what they are and what they are not. Um, in speaking with the uh, various organizers, not only during the series of interviews that I've done, but even in the pre-interview interviews, uh, we talk a lot about a lot of technical things and logistics. And, you know, they are aware. All right. They have situational awareness. There's contingencies in place. Um, they're doing the right things to protect the people that are involved. They have a mission. They've made that very clear. But that being said, that uh, political entropy that exists right now, that emotional high, you know, like a moth to a flame, people are drawn to this, both good and bad. You know, there's legitimate people and patriots out there uh, that are making their way uh, towards the border for these rallies um, that want to just participate in this and send that message. And there are also troublemakers. In the last 48 hours, I can tell you from hanging around in, in the digital realm, all of the channels and the social media and every place that convoy gathering is taking place is under incredible attack by uh, by our detractors. So it, it's very diverse. Uh, the group's done a good job at defining themselves, what they're doing uh, and, and, you know, the message that they bring. Um, and they're aware that there's probably going to be outside forces uh, that play a role on the ground. Uh, and everyone who's uh, participating down there got to have your head on the swivel after J6. We know that one out of 10 of those people is possibly a fed. You've you got political enemies that will go down there and, and you know, false flag. Uh, everything's being considered, uh, but we can't cower. You know, I, I admire the people involved here is that, you know, at least they're not going to cower after the fear campaign of what the J6 political prisoners went through. Yes, that's a good point. And it, I, I can't imagine it's I, I remember when there was Hurricane Harvey and these some of I, guess, I think you said some of the same people were involved with the Cajun Navy then and they did a, that they stood up to the feds then they moved the barricades and rescued people and I was told by uh, someone who saw that the feds had literally welded open the gates people would shut and lock the, lock the gates at a certain place in the border but they opened them and well welded them open so that they couldn't shut I mean this is that's the, that symbolizes exactly what's going on to us. Just like you said, we're in an invasion state. People have recognized that. And, you know, you want to say, okay, this is another setup. I smell a rat. And, you know, the, you know that these, the youth Abbott is whiff, isn't he? And, and, you know, it's just these Republicans are not our friends either. But I read that thing in, that's in the RBN um uh, news feed there that John Rappaport wrote 
because they're saying that, look, this shows is, is at least this is a good news that enough people still want to stand up to it. And and you're right. If if this Texas, I saw someone post that if, if Texas had known, they would not be able to defend themselves. They would have never joined this union, and none of the other 13 colonies would either. And, and uh, I, you know, going back and reviewing what I found out now, I learned with Mike Gaddy about the Constitutional Convention and how it was – that's a whole other can of worms. But it does at least say, like you said, that their duty is to defend us, and if they are doing the opposite, that's – that's worth. That's more than treason. That's just that's the actions of an occupational extermination government. That looks to me like. I mean, it's like to me, it looks like they they just they the coordinating with people on the other side of the border. You know, a encrypted WhatsApp channel that DHS and the Mexican immigration authorities were used in staging these people. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a crime against. Texas. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, we, we fund the U.N. The U.N. Uh, gives millions and millions of dollars uh, down there where the uh, NGOs, uh, they're signing them up for uh, Obamacare up here and uh, health care down south uh, beyond the border. Uh, and the NGOs are openly contracting with the cartels. I mean, it, it's really gotten pretty bad. And as I mentioned, uh, you know, an epiphany that came to me when I interviewed that border, uh, not border agent, uh, uh, Texas State Guardsman, I was looking for there to be turf wars breaking out between the domestic gangs in either the illegal aliens as they begin to clump up uh, or the cartels, especially along the border states. And he enlightened me and said, that's already happened. They have absorbed or simply put them on the payroll. So there's not going to be a flashpoint of turf wars with the gangs. They're just going to wind up, uh, like I said, going on the payrolls or being dominated. These cartels mean business, and, and they've got huge money. Man, what a what a country casey let me let you respond to this i mean you 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 mentioned you said something to me about how they're trying to make even this response illegal calling you know in a act that would literally change the second amendment it seemed uh yeah it's a it's a backdoor uh, soft approach essentially um but i want to thank dave for his show last saturday because that was very, that was some really great information. And then to, to, to hear the other alternative media, uh, independent journalists pick up on what was happening at the border and completely uh, talk about it in a completely different way that, the, you know, these people, are, uh, these truckers are going to the border to, you know, shoot people that are trying to cross the border and all this, all this just false information. I don't know if you guys had noticed that. Over the last week, all these different programs, all these uh, independents reporting this information that there's going to be, you know, some really bad things are going to happen. But uh, I thank you for your, your show, Dave, because that was very enlightening and it really, uh, you know, it was very truthful and, and honest. And, and uh, I, I'm surprised it hasn't um, gotten out there more, but uh, it was really some great stuff. So thank you, Dave. Yeah, and I would uh, like to share a resource with your listeners now. Uh, called borderlandbeat.com, uh, which is probably among the best uh, timely information on cartel activity. So uh, there's that for your listeners. That's a very good website to put in your favorites folder. 
Okay, great. So essentially, there's a, there's a, there's a, something going on right now with an organization called ICAP, which I've talked about on this on RBN before. And ICAP stands for the Institute for Constitutional Advocacy and Protection uh, of Georgetown Law. And essentially, they have been they got their start uh, in after Charlottesville in 2017, and they've been filing litigation all over the nation in different aspects, uh, such as J6. Uh, voting issues, and one of their main things is to target, quote-unquote, paramilitary uh, people acting in a private paramilitary fashion. For instance, when we had a a gun delay in 2020, uh, we we had people that showed up downtown Coeur d'Alene completely armed for a handful of days on end to protect the downtown Coeur d'Alene area from rumors of Antifa and BLM that were supposed to show up and cause rioting and looting. Well, people showed up in mass. <clears throat> organically, and they protected the downtown area. Weeks after that, uh, director, uh, she wasn't the director at the time, but Mary McCord, who's part of this ICAP organization, sent letters to the city of Coeur d'Alene and Bonner County asking them to litigate people that were assembling in the downtown area in a quote, quote unquote, paramilitary fashion. So I, I say that to say this, that now this has gone on the last couple of years. ICAP has created some uh, generic language, uh, law language, essentially, that states can pick up and craft their own, um, uh, put teeth into existing law to go after people that are essentially open carrying uh, in, in groups of three or more people. And this is interesting because the, the term that they use here, this is from ICAP, and the term private paramilitary organization means any group of three or more persons associating under a command structure for the purpose of functioning in public or training to function in public as a combat, combat support, law enforcement, or security services unit. One of the interesting things from this generic, this draft state language that ICAP created, uh, is that it talks about um, if anybody interferes with, interrupts, or attempts to interfere with or interrupt government operations or a government proceeding. Uh, and it also talks about uh, if, if these groups interfere or intimidate other persons, and that's a very loose language which could be interpreted in a multitude of ways. So uh, basically, Oregon has adopted this language uh, last year through ICAP. And so they have on the books now, they can go after people that are assembling in groups of three or more if they're open carrying and people are intimidated, um, some of these people could be facing possible felonies. Um, so this is very dangerous territory. And last thing I'll say real quick is that Jamie Raskin uh, and Representative Markey just introduced language uh, on January 11th of this year called the Preventing Private Paramilitary Act. You can go look that up. It's called the Preventing Private Paramilitary Act. It's House Bill 6981. Yeah, 6981. It'll be before the House Judiciary here very soon. It probably won't pass. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think. Uh, but uh, it's something to keep an eye on, and it's a it's a backdoor way of stifling, um, at least in the state of Idaho, our open carry uh, capacity. Uh, you know, people to go out open carry if they want to. Uh, it also it, it could infringe on people's right to assemble. And so uh, I just wanted to bring that up because it looks like you know uh, the elected officials are getting very nervous. And so they're trying to put teeth into existing state and federal law. 
I can't say that I blame them, man. They they hate thought criminals, but they hate thought criminals with guns even more. And you know what I was remembering while you were reading that was back a few years ago, there was these uh, – I don't even know what they called themselves. But there was a group of black folks who were carrying guns out in front of Stone Mountain and holding drivers at gunpoint demanding reparations. You know, and but that you know that that kind of thing would be uh, celebrated by some of these people. They'd be freedom fighters, but no. If you are trying to defend yourself, then you become a what was that phrase? Private paramilitary organization. Yeah, that, that's, that's yes, just, pra- yes, yeah, just what it sounded. You know, it's just how it struck me. And so, so just really quickly, not to really change the subject, you know, from the border too much here, but. Basically, there, uh, all states have, you know, on uh, language um, on the books that discuss uh, military and, and military affairs. And in, in Idaho, there's a there's a code called 46-802. It talks about unorganized associations prohibited. And it, uh, I'll just read it really quickly here. It says, no body of men other than the regularly organized National Guard, the unorganized militia. When called into service of the state or of the United States and accept such as are regularly or re- uh, recognized and provided for by the laws of the state of Idaho and of the United States shall associate themselves together as a military company or organization or parade in public with firearms in any city or town in the state. And it goes on and talks about um, more specifics there, but essentially that's the language that ICAP, this Institute for Constitutional Advocacy and Protection, which is an oxymoron, obviously, are trying to put teeth into existing law in in other states. So this is a code that they are focusing on in Idaho to alter language. But the funny thing is, we have some very uh, adept senators that are, uh, there's a new bill in Idaho to basically repeal a lot of this language and make it extremely Second Amendment friendly. So people need to be aware of this, this paramilitary, just look for paramilitary uh, during your current legislative session in your state. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family 
will love. Now we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high quality pasture-raised meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now I'm not talking about the bottom of the barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork raised the way nature intended. Broadcasting network uh, and Casey, you, you, you got cut off by the break, but that that just sounds like you said they were nervous. But uh, I don't know if these people are nervous or if they're trying to set up a self fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. Because of I, I'm thinking back, what I was thinking about then while you were reading that was how they had gone after January sixth and just encased the you know the thing with the big metal cage like they were under assault like the, we were out there you know the, i think they are planning to do something to us that would make us do that maybe i don't know just it, let me toss it back to you with that thought well it seems like of course they're trying to you know piss off the public to be frank any which way they can and i think they're doing a great job but uh yeah this language when you read the actual language uh the, you know the the uh, preventing private paramilitary act and it's actually House Resolution 6981, not House Bill. So House Res- Resolution 6981. And you read through the language, and you, you'll, you'll, you'll catch references of, you'll get, you'll get uh, you know, it, it reminds me of January 6th. There's little, the way it's worded. Um, but, but ICAP of Georgetown Law has been focusing on uh, helping litigate people that were part of January 6th uh, and on and on. Uh, also Trump, they're part of the, you know, litigating uh, aspects aspects of uh, former President Donald Trump. So 
it's very, very interesting, and it's, I just want people to be aware of it because this is really somewhat part and parcel to the border um, as far as trying to control what the populace can and cannot do. I agree. It's like the border is being wound up to set people up to respond in this manner at the same time that they're going to re- probably try to retroactively make this uh, you know, a crime and come after anybody who was defending their self. Kind of. It just – I heard today, I don't have this clip available to play for us, but air marshals, U.S. air marshals, like last Thanksgiving, they are still following people around who have been put on a list only because they flew in to Washington, D.C. that day. One of them went to a funeral, and now they're on the domestic terror list, and these air marshals are following them around everywhere they go. It's just that's that's the kind of – ussa police state that we live in now you know and they want it to get worse and worse this is it's obvious to me y'all you know i know i'm a thought criminal but let me ask you mike uh, we i hadn't heard you, 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 since, since we came on i mean it, it looks like that's where this is headed it's a big digital prison that we're living in and you know they want to wind us up to respond and then crack down on us i mean that's what they call a dialectic ain't it <laughs> mike you, you still with us brother I already kind of knew this, but William Benny precisely or concisely pointed it out how the, you know, you were talking about freedom of assembly, peaceably to assemble, but we don't have that if you can't assemble uh, in privacy if you choose to. You know, you have to do like the German government and put your phones in a metal box before you even go to the meeting or something and and uh, not have any devices around to have a freedom of assembly, and, and then you have to wonder if your assembly has been infiltrated by, you know, agents and stuff under, like, the PATCO, Patriot Conspiracy, FBI programs of the 90s. But, uh, no, the First Amendment's scrapped, uh, so big surprise they're going after the Second Amendment. But uh, it is interesting that, that Idaho legislation you're talking about is a resolution, as I understand it. Resolutions, uh, most of the time, are simply appeasements and the most they can do with the resolution is order around uh, employees. So uh, they could, you know, take that resolution and then the, tell the state uh, police of Idaho that, that they can go after anybody. And a lot of these state police agencies have a intelligence unit, which has stingrays yep. that they have to build them themselves in airplanes to follow uh, targets and determine when they're uh, when you're uh, assembling based on your GPS and phone positions and all that fun stuff Metadata. Mike do you know who runs our do you know do you know who runs the Idaho Fusion Center the guy that used to be Snowden's boss <laughs> and he's he called him arrogant well the Idaho State Police run our fusion center so <laughs> well, the, yeah, the guy that used to be Snowden's boss is up there somewhere too. He he, uh, I'm sure got uh, kind of the Eskimo treatment there, uh, kicked out of Hawaii. <laughs> he was uh, over top of Snowden in the NSA facility in Hawaii, where Snowden was a contractor. I, I've read his stuff on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that you have to be really uh, savvy with your data and who you interact with because it's all being charted under both IC reach and X key score. And if somehow it gets declared illegal to do that, uh, then they've got their partners, you know, something like, uh, I don't know, five to 13 different countries 
they get various copies of the feeds besides the Israelis. So the deal was in the 90s, MI6 or Canada, Australia, somebody was supposed to alert us about it if they caught something. Oh, I hear music now. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. February is heart month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Inside funk like a tiger 
y'all. Uh, thanks for listening. You're listening to Beyond the Official Narrative on RBN. And, Mike, I, I wanted to say those um, state intelligence agencies you mentioned with the stingrays and everything. I am remind what my, I came to mind then was what they did to those that, that biker bar in Texas surrounding the thing with it, too. But that's just, you know, this is the kind of society we're living in. That that's the people who are supposed to be our protect and serve or whatever i don't know what that they, they, they put over us with this government uh, uh, you know euphemisms they give us but they, they ain't on our side you know it's obvious so many of them aren't and they were going to do that same thing like they did in waco again to uh some biker gangs that were coming together but had a little beef here in south carolina and peace was made between the gangs before they could pull off this thing i was told by someone who was involved in it and it's just the level of corruption in the u.s now just like dave was saying we're in a boil in this country i do believe we are and have been for a while 9-11 flipped a switch on it i think they're trying to flip another switch who wants to take over from there guys let me go back to you. Yeah, I mean, I think the attack on the Second Amendment is pretty obvious. Uh, I mean, it's been ongoing. But to go as far as to actually describe the Second Amendment uh, is mind-numbing. I mean, there was a day going back a long time ago where the mere mention of something like this out loud would have gotten someone in some serious trouble. Uh, and, and they'd be removed from office, completely unfit to serve. Today, we're going to debate and talk about this as reasonable gun control by the sounds. But I would point out that there, the word necessary was used in the Constitution exactly one time. And it was in the Second Amendment, which is one sentence long. All right, And what was necessary is the militia. And everything in that uh, proposed legislation pretty much defines the one thing that the Constitution has already deemed to be necessary. So I think they got an uphill battle uh, judicially, I hope. Um, but, you know, with the courts and the depth of the corruption there, you just never know. Uh, but they're literally trying to outlaw militias. That's what this effectively does. Our militias, we're, we're supposed to, you know, our military is supposed to be an exact subordination to the civilian authority, our civilian authority has been gutted. I don't think we would have the problem we do with the illegals right now if uh, this necessary part of the Constitution was healthy and alive. Is there, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I have to disagree with you there. I think you may be wrong about that being the only place in the Constitution that word's used because I've become aware of this thing called the necessary and proper clause that they put in there that basically gives the government carte blanche to do whatever they want that they didn't want to include these amendments that basically our constitution you know that we revere so much was a counter-revolution against the declaration of independence and we've been under i mean what you see in the world today is the end result of that same empire gaining the control of this continent and now trying to gain control of the world i mean that's that's i have to say that's the way i see it but i understand what you're saying that they are being very explicit and telegraphing what they intend to do i go back to the articles of confederation and and, and what the south tried to survive but you know this is 
this you know I, I no longer recognize this i'm sick and tired of this empire dropping bombs with my name on it too on other people man that just and then they bring them here i mean come on y'all yeah go ahead who who who's respond there mike was that you well fourth uh, you know, they've created a planned perjury program, basically, because there used to be this thing called the fruit of the poison tree. And if uh, somebody stumbled across some evidence that they didn't have uh, a warrant for or they uh, did a search without a warrant, whatever they gained as far as evidence against somebody would be fruit of the poison tree. It had to be thrown out, but not anymore. Uh, it doesn't matter where they get the evidence from to violate the uh, Fourth and Fifth Amendment. The uh, Sixth Amendment of being able to face your accusers is thrown out. And I, there's a guy I know right now who's facing a firearms charge. And I keep telling him, I said, you need to demand at Discovery all of the phone data for all those people around you, including the officers and their body cams. And it's probably too late to get any of the security cameras around the where his incident happened, but he was attacked and somebody stole his phone. And then the same people that attacked him came after him a few minutes later, and so he fired a gun in the air. And they were all foreigners. Some of them had Ecuadorian plates. But he filmed it because he noticed at 7.15 in the morning when he got off of work that there was all these little crowds of people and about 50 cars parked in rows like they were all ready to jump and run uh, where he uh, has his music studio. And... Uh, so he, as he walked in the general direction of his store, he filmed him, and he got beat up by four guys. Well, officers showed up almost immediately, and they didn't care that he was bleeding, you know. And, and uh, of course, I, I pointed out the statute in that town has a provision for self-defense, and uh, they don't seem to be interested in it. One of the officers finally said, look, you need to go fight this. More people need to fight this. I'm not going to show up. And I'm like, well, there you go. He's telling you he's not going to show up to the court, and that means you win by default. But they keep dragging it out. They have all their, their little tricks where they try to drag stuff out and make you mess up, forget to come to a hearing or something like that, and it gets to be, you know, like 11 months in. You have to know that you got to demand a right to a speedy trial, you know, to get it to a jury trial. I think he already told the court that, and they just continued it, keep continuing it. I've known several people that this has happened with. But anyway, uh, they they can gather all this evidence that they want, and we don't have access to it. So that's not equal justice. You know, we can't use that to defend ourselves when it would work. That reminded me of what happened with the the Patriot Front guys, Casey, and they could, could to get they had exculpatory evidence that was hidden away that they couldn't get. I mean, this we do not live in a you, you know when I was growing up, there used to be a phrase people used a lot. They say it's free country, ain't it? Oh yeah, that, right. it's been an illusion of a free country if you're in the wrong yes. crowd. They've uh, made a target out of. And, and I, yeah, and, and as far as Patriot Front is concerned, uh, Stephen, uh, you know, uh, you were talking about the, the, the basically the cell phones was the issue. Um, and so basically one of the members of Patriot Front that was arrested uh, on June 11, 2022, James M. Johnson. I did an interview with him here in Coeur d'Alene uh, a handful of months ago. And you can see that on my Rumble channel, North Idaho Exposed, if you want to see that interview. 
Um, but he said he just told me recently that he still has not got his phone back from the FBI. And then also a lot of things about the Patriot Front trial people do not know is that uh, uh, a gentleman named his last name is Jessup, who was arrested with Patriot Front. His case was basically thrown out due to, as the judge put it, prosecutorial misconduct after the judge accused the state of playing shell games with the evidence. And then also uh, the leader of Patriot Front, Thomas Rousseau, his uh, case was also thrown out in like fashion. And it's on right. appeal, I believe, right now. So it's it, it really shows you that they had to have that Patriot Front arrest, um, and they really screwed it up, um, in my mind, because I attended the jury trial, too, for the first five members. There was no mention of any... No mention of the feds. Um, it was all the information that I heard uh, that was put out was all they were just trying to go into the park peacefully uh, as far to the park as they could. And they were going to promote uh, American value, American values and um, uh, and the family, essentially, is what came out in court. And there are certain things that were not uh, admissible in court, of course. So um, it's, it'd be interesting to see how Thomas Rousseau's appeal is handled. Oh. Yeah, of course, you can't use any of the data gathered under what they call the Special Operations Division. All of the partners in that are not allowed to tell how they get the data. And so that right there defects any discovery process for you facing your accusers or how they got the evidence or uh, you being able to access the evidence in your defense, like to present the entirety of your phone data and your conversations that say, well, no, we're not going near the Capitol. We're not going to participate in any riots or, any, you know, they won't allow you to have access to that. You know, you have to specifically demand. And then it's like the body cameras. They they conveniently, oh, well, we don't have that. They, there's a, the data's corrupt or something. You know, when you try to go get the body cameras for a police officer, they, it's one-sided. It's not equal justice. No. Not in any way, but if you're a certain group, um, like uh, these migrants that attacked the police and then fled the state, I mean, they were let out on no bond. And I heard some guy in New York, it was in New York, and he was just trying to excuse that behavior, like, well, we got to know exactly who. You. It's just, man, these, they are special people. They are more important than us. You know, these American citizens, if you're an American, no, man, it's the refugees that they're bringing in who have everything. And just, just the fact that they welded those gates open, this government oh. hates It hates the people that it governs. It just it seems so obvious to me now. It, it, it didn't at first. It was like, okay, well, they're going to protect us and, and, and serve, and they're going to, you know, they're going to make sure that, you know, th that this is good and th the roads. And, and I just, looking back on way I was bamboozled my whole life to think that uh, it seems like everything I, I ever was taught was a lie, you know, and I have to look at everything that's happening now with a certain jaundiced eye, too, because I don't know exactly what's going to happen next, but with this... It's not this, just the illegals and the undocumented. Since about 1990, they continually increase those that are allowed to come in under work visas or special... And I can't remember all the numbers. You know, there's numbers for the type of work visas that people can be brought in under. And the employer can basically undercut local labor by half as long as they provide transportation back once every six months to their home country and dental 
and housing or something to those effects, you know. And uh, so I've seen that here locally where, you know, lumber industry people bring in dozens and dozens of uh, workers under this uh, uh, work visa plan because they claim they can't get anybody to work full time, you know, uh, because they only want to work, you know, 28 hours or something so they can continue to get their food stamps or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it, millions have been brought in, probably over 30-some million since 1990. Well, let me, let me ask, Dave. I wanted to ask you a, a question about this. You, you said that people put out exactly their intents and that they weren't going to shoot anybody in that and they were just going to – they are going to be able to defend themselves, though, wouldn't they? I mean, because they would probably come under attack, I would think. You, you were talking about all of the – so everybody, you know, just it, – it seems like they're trying to stir up a hornet's nest if they can. Oh, there's people out there trying to stir the pot everywhere, but – you know, this is Texas again, too, so I expect a lot of the locals and the Texans, uh, you know, like putting your boots on in the morning as far as carrying a sidearm. Um, but the, the idea is that they're not tacking up and storming the castle. Um, you know, they're, you know, they wanted to make that clear. They're certainly not telling anybody or trying to strip anybody of their Second Amendment rights. You know, that's up to them individually, but as a group. Uh, this uh, was unrelated to that type of thing. Uh, but those groups are, like I said, like a moth to a, a flame. There's a lot of groups that are attracted to this movement right now, and that's up to and including uh, those that would possibly be described as uh, private paramilitary groups. Uh, we, we just got to be aware of that. And, those, uh, and, and, you know, the convoy, back to your original question to me, has done a good job of delineating uh, their effort, uh, what they're doing on um, these other groups, you know, if they've got separate missions, that's on, on them. But I didn't hear of anyone that said that you, you can't bring a firearm or anything like that. I don't think it's being advertised and, and endorsed, um, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's being banned either. Okay. I, I was and if I could real quick, Stephen. See, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was just going to say, as, as far as I, what Mike ahead. said earlier, as far as uh, that that private uh, paramilitary act being a House resolution, um, at, at, in Idaho, if that's the case, in Oregon, they, like I said, they've already amended. It's uh, ORS 166.660, they've amended that, and they've added this language successfully last year. And I'll just read a passage here. It says, acts of in, uh, intimidation or force by uh, assemb assemblages of more than, I'm sorry, assemblages of thir three or more persons while armed with uh, firearms, explosives, incendiary devices, or other d dangerous uh, weapons. And it goes on, and basically, it's basically saying that if people are intimidated by three or more people that are, that are armed, you know, they could possibly face a felony. Now this this is already on the books. This is law in Oregon. So I really want to talk about this so people are aware of it. It's happening at a state and a local level, and I'm afraid that people in North Idaho specifically could fall victim to this if it's uh, it all passed in Idaho in any capacity, because we're very pro Second Amendment here, and people I think would get caught unawares. So that's why I want to bring that up today. 
Thank here you. in Massachusetts, they, if you have, or say you were carrying concealed and you had uh, a gun in your belt line, you had it on a T-shirt, it was in the summer, uh, you bend over and it imprints on your shirt and, and it becomes visible that you're, you're carrying a sidearm. Somebody behind you that sees that, all they have to do is say that they are frightened and yeah. you're in a boatload of trouble. So Intimidated. Um, yeah. I'm reminded of how they went back to that old law of anyone carrying a torch to intimidate someone when they were in Charlottesville. That whole thing was re- – I mean it's as sketchy as gay frogs <laughs> that, they, that they did that march and then they did went back to that. It's like the whole thing was it's so scripted out it, it, by certain people sometimes. You know, that, that, that bothers me, but at the same time, it shows that this – you know, we're not turning over, just going to turn over and play dead with this thing. People are waking up. It reminds me of that trucker's convoy in Canada. Be right back. Health Simple with Cholera Shilajit, Fact Bit Number 3. Shilajit is the supreme yoga vaha. Within Ayurveda, Shilajit is a singular substance that towers above all other herbs, herbal minerals, and earth-made adaptogens. Yoga vaha refers to substances that have the ability to synergistically make better and carry other substances to its prescribed destination. In the case of Shilajit, most any herb, food, or mineral is amplified with ionic potential, superimposing superior efficacy with increased cellular energy and absorption rate. One of the best applications for Shilajit is to add a drop or two into your favorite herbal tincture or foodstuff. Simply put, Shilajit makes other substances more effective. Shilajit, legit Shilajit, such as Colorado Shilajit, is the king and the supreme yoga vaha. It is the tonic that indeed towers above any other earth mixed substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Kilad Atzman says the essence of Jewish power is the ability to prevent the discussion of Jewish power. Jewish power requires anybody in politics to understand it and know about it, but never talk about it. My awakening really sums up with the very best evidence, the facts and the truth about race and the fact that race drives history. 
and the truth about the Jewish question. The younger you get, the greater the percentage of people who identify as alphabet soup, you know, LGBTQRS. This woman, she's like, oh yeah, I identify as a koala two years ago. And I'm like, what? A koala? What? Maybe if it was quickie koala, that might be cool, but otherwise, you know. How about an inward pass? Have you ever received an inward pass from any of your black friends? Biden invited a drag queen to come for the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act. It's the Respect for Anal Sex Act. So, you know, I mean, let's, let's just call it like it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Welcome back, y'all. Uh, I was, was what I was saying. Someone mentioned this uh, to me at the, when I was picking up some food a while ago. They put on my shirt. Uh, I have a Dixie Republic uh, T-shirt on. It's an awesome one too. So don't tread on me. And has a, a St. Andrew's cross, black and gray. And but uh, you know they just mentioned that, and I told them where I got it. And they were saying somebody was printing shirts to support this convoy. That uh, it, that's why it reminded me of the. Uh, uh, truckers thing up in canada this thing's hit a nerve with people i remember when um mike gaddy was talked talked about when he was with the minuteman project how how generous the american people were and wanted to help and wanted to do something to stop this they just are waiting for somebody to stand up and do something like you told this a spark uh, and it could be i i don't know i hope it is i i'm gonna fan the flame much as i can i guess dave let me toss it back to you with that you know, I think this is an extension of something I've referenced before it, in that, boy, you know, it, I go through and I think of a lot of the different shows here on RBN and the topics that have been uh, covered, uh, the problems that are facing the world and those hot button issues with people. And they all go back uh, to the um, the pressures of globalization. It was sold to us in very generic terms. They always do that. Uh, is uh, generalizations and platitudes allow our imagination to construct an image of what globalization is and will be like. And, well, here we are. These are the growing pains of globalization. So although we have flashpoints that get our ire up here uh, in America, what we are really looking for is a resonation to start taking place because if, the problems we're having here domestically are intimately related to the globalist out there, then America alone is not going to solve it. We have got to be in the streets like they are in every other, uh, in Germany, uh, the Netherlands, the, uh, France right now. I got to stop picking on France. Uh, the, the people are out in the streets uh, causing a ruckus right now in, in a positive way. And you're not going to fight globalization Unless the the we the people of the world say no, and that's starting to happen. People are feeling all this green nonsense. They're going after agriculture, our food. They're, yeah. they're, they're literally trying to shut off and, and throttle food, water, air. And, and here in America, 
I, I've asked this question to so many patriots, and I so rarely get the right answer. I ask them, what is the one thing that makes uh, the United States unique amongst all the nations of the world? And it is the individual's right to own private property, which makes almost everything from the U.N. literally incompatible. Not just not a good idea, but incompatible because they are vile towards the notion of private property rights. And it shows in every single one of their policies. So I say we got to add our voice to the world and get in the streets. I think Casey has to drop off, y'all. We'll be right back for another hour uh, on Beyond the Official Narrative uh, after this. Thanks. And thanks very much for joining me, Casey. Casey Whalen, Northern Idaho Exposed on Rumble and CaseyWhalen.substack.com. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth